Welcome back to the Lived in Faith. I'm Dana. And I'm Jen. And we are the pastors at South Church in Andover. This week, we're talking about the ways we discern a call from God. How do we prepare ourselves for the work ahead? And how? We'll, and we'll talk a bit about our unpopular Valentine's Day opinions. We're <laughs> recording it. this on the 15th, so now it's just like discount candy day, which is that's, great. That's true. Um, love that for us. In the weeks ahead, we're going to try to add more specific ways we're living into our faith. So to start us off, Dana, what's one fun way you live in your faith? I love that question, Jen. Okay. Can it be as simple as blowing bubbles in the backyard? Wait, no, I love that. Okay, say more. That's so exciting. <laughs> well, it's just a, like, it's about being outside, yeah. right? Like, and you could have kids or you could not, right? Yeah. But like, some, I, for me, this stage of life, I blow bubbles with my kids and it's really fun. <laughs> like, ki- all kids love bubbles, right? Yes. And it's like active, running around. It's beautiful. It just evokes in me a sense of wonder, which yeah. is like what our faith brings draws me into yes. is that sense of wonder a movement from certainty a movement from anxiety into wonder and I love nothing that. like blowing some bubbles to do that yeah right. I have this sense memory of there was one time these two middle school students who are now like sophomores or juniors in high school they used to come early for youth group mm-hmm. and they would find the bubbles in the church and they'd be blowing them and you'd leave your office and you go guys we're not blowing bubbles in the building anymore <laughs> do you remember this yes <laughs> yes Oh my God. You're like, if you want to blow bubbles, go outside. Right. Enjoy. Like, please. Like, this is a good thing to do. Right. But like, just like little soap marks everywhere. Like, all over the little... walls. Yeah. Like Andy's worst nightmare. You're right. just like, please, please don't. No. Make a different not choice. Do that. <laughs> I think our youth were also doing that with glitter. Wasn't I like, oh, okay, God. youth, I love that you love glitter. Yeah. No, it can't be inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to live into your sparkle. Right. Also, like, make a different choice, please. Oh, God. Or you could the... vacuum it out of our rugs. Like, yeah. either way. But yeah. Make a choice. Yeah. Right. The chaos goblins. I, now I am stressed about the 2018 of it all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. How about you, Jen? How are you living into your faith in a fun way? So I sometimes will just let myself nerd out on God and that's my like fun way oh my of God. like I get like real I like think of a topic and get really excited and then I just like call a friend and I'm like what if this is happening in the mm. world and I like let myself get really nerdy about it yes um because I think sometimes we get a little bit like oh I don't want to like talk too much or whatever like actually this is like one of the fun ways to live my faith and just like yeah talking and feeling and like doing all of like mm-hmm. the, this being the podcast like just letting letting it be fun right? right letting faith be an experience of curiosity letting it be something playful right like can mm. i play with this belief can i like dabble in this practice like right i just think that there's such um playfulness and creativity in it so it feels exciting and fun that way oh i love that yeah i love that yeah that's great Jen, I loved your sermon for this week, and the fact that you told us the story of bungee jumping, oh, reading man. the chat was just like making me laugh out loud. <laughs> Everybody was like, Jen, I'm so glad you had that experience, so I never have to. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like, tell me the time and date and place so I never go. Like, yeah. it was so <laughs> so great oh my god I will never do it ever again oh. just nope I'm glad it's done and I am glad I did it and I'm are glad you I, glad you did it I am yeah okay. I, I think so um the jury might it's like a 60 percent. like glad I'm glad I did it but I think it fundamentally was a good thing to have done because it like tested my limits and now I have I never have to do it again that and I have the true. t-shirt to prove that I did it and the pictures that you all saw on Sunday so yes yes yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness, Jen. Yes, and like that sense of like ready or not, like literally, like there you are, yep. and there's no such thing as like no. Like somebody said yep. that to me about like people that run like um, skydiving groups. They're like, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as no on this plane. Like they just yeah. kind of give you give you a little shove. Like, like you've got to go. Right. Like it. That's over now. Yes. You know. Yes. Actually, someone on Monday was like. Did they really say you have to go? And I was like, yes. Like they, right. the video shows them pushing me off this bridge. My mom saw it and was like, "That's my daughter. They're throwing off a bridge. Absolutely not." Like, out, like she freaked out. And I, I don't blame her, but like, yeah, yeah, they really did. They, were, I was, I was like threatening them. I was like, "I'll come back and haunt you so hard if I die." Like, I was like not my best self. Um, no, but, understandable. Yeah. At least it's life or death at that moment. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this rubber band is going to save my life over this ravine." Love that for me. It's great. Right. It's great. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Yes. And you connected it so well to Jeremiah, right? Who feels like he is this young boy. I loved how Taylor talked about that too. We often think of the prophets as like these like wise old mm-hmm. men, right? And Taylor reminding us like, yeah, Jeremiah was like, hey, I'm just a kid. Leave me alone. I yeah. don't want to go do this hard thing. I would like to play with the rocking horse. I would like to not actually like go, you know, build and plant and pluck and stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The call to being a prophet in this world isn't doesn't mean that everybody's going to like you, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah. definitely not the call to win a popular contest that's oh. for sure so. nope no nope. <laughs> yeah and so jeremiah you know kind of protests and push back on god and is like i'm only a boy you know i can't do this and and god's like yeah yeah you can mm-hmm. you know and um and i loved your sermon of just like inviting us into this reminder that our call can be stronger than our sense of mm. readiness. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how often do we all feel like we're too young for the task in front 100%. of us? 100%. We could be 80 and think we're too young for the task at hand, right? It's 100%. not an actual sense of age, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, I think a lot of the time, I see this in my gen- my like friend group and in my generation a lot of like, oh, well, I'll get to that. Like, right. I'll get there. Right. I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, yes, there are ways that's true, like right. waiting until you're ready to make a certain choice is a good thing. And there is this element of like, if we, there are some things we're never going to be ready for. Right. Right. I hear people say that about parenting all the time. They're like, you're never ready to be a parent. You just have to like do it and right. let it be what it is and like right. learn as you go. Um, but I, I just think that, you know, can we invite God to can we trust God to be with us mm-hmm. um, while we're saying yes, even when we don't feel ready and trust that like God will make us ready? Yes. Yeah. Because like Jeremiah is actually not ready in this moment. And then God commits and God acts and mm. gives Jeremiah the words he needs in order to be ready. Um, mm. So, yeah, I just think that's really interesting. And I think it's interesting for us, too. Right. So God isn't the one throwing us off the bridge. Right. Like right. God isn't like, here's your call. Ready or not off the bridge you go. Right. Mm-hmm. God is. God is like the cord that holds us and is like, nope, he, I'm yes. I'm with you in this in every way and going to like walk with you into this new adventure, mm-hmm. this this new purpose, calling, yeah. whatever. I'm going to make sure that you don't like topple into the river, um, but right. also like I'm not going to let you 
be comfortable here That's either. Right. right. Because, yeah, I just like it would be really different. Not this is like an imperfect analogy, but like it's not comfortable at the end of that elastic cord. Right. No. Like it's it's really vulnerable. It's really scary. And you can know that you're safe, but it still requires trust. That's yeah. You know, because you also when you're down there, you cannot see the elastic like mm. you are looking down into the ravine. You're not looking at what's holding you. Right. Um. And so for Jeremiah, there's this interesting moment of like God being super specific about I am holding you like mm. I will deliver you. I will be with you in all the things that are about to come forward. You just have to trust me, even if you can't see me. Right. Um, and there's just, I, and I think that we all have that capability. We all have that possibility within us. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. And it's that shift in identity, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just a boy. Right. Yeah. I'm not just like someone's son. I'm not just like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like for Jesus, I'm not just a carpenter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, um, for Mary, I'm not just a girl. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Gosh. And and for us, like, what are those limiting beliefs that we hold, mm-hmm. right, in our own lives around yeah. our identity and what we're capable of, mm-hmm. what we're called to do? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, what it, what our purpose is in this world. So mm-hmm. it's, it's great and so important to explore that. Yeah. Um, at least when we're able to identify, like, that that is limiting me, um, mm-hmm. then that's often a way to break through that. It is. It is. And I think it's helpful to know, like, what in that is fear? What in that is, like, actually, like, knowing yourself really well and mm. need to create some, like, accommodations around that? Right. Um, and what in that is the narrative that comes from other people? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure for Jeremiah, other people told him, you right. are just a boy. Right. But that's never God's narrative for no. him. No. Right. That's and, right. And I think part of our discernment and following our call from God is knowing what belongs to us and knowing what doesn't belong to mm-hmm. us. Right. What narratives are given to you and what narratives actually are like God given. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so great, Jen, to just, you know, break us out of whatever kind of box other people have put us in or we've put ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leading into what's possible with God and how we understand our sense of self Mm -hmm. such a yeah yeah and I I think boy yeah I just think what's that God invites us you know in the Hebrew scriptures the notion of salvation is being placed on a wide open plane like Mm. you know really like having it's not necessarily about especially in the Hebrew scripture not about an afterlife right it's about like being broken out of the prisons and the cages we place ourselves in and here's Mm -hmm. this wide open expanse like I give you this space in which you can see the horizon in which you can stretch and belong and and get a glimpse of what might be possible and have the gift of perspective right Mm -hmm. like that's that's kind of the invitation into salvation yes yeah. Yeah, into the gift of all these possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's another word of our podcast is like we're always like in that know, space of it. talking about possibilities. Um, no, I I'm so I'm grateful you named that because I think, you know, part of it's interesting. I think part of what's hard about fall, feeling like you have a call from God is because I think so often we think it's very specific. Right. But it's, I think more more and more I'm coming to realize that a call from God is less about like one specific thing we must do, but more about like how we're called to be mm-hmm. and like who we're called to be and like how we're called to act in the world. Right. And like, I think we translate, I think especially because we're in ministry, we translate it to like our profession. Yes. Right? 
But also a call from God is about like, how do you show up in your relationships for yourself? How do you show up for God? Right. It's not about like, what do you get paid to do? No, not at all. No. Yeah. I'd say that's just a very specific kind of call, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's one of many. It's one of many. Yeah. And it it comes with its joys and its costs, right? When you live this all the time. It's it's such a different kind of experience than mm-hmm. it is to really sense that call and to enact that through the many different ways we live our lives. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, after our break, we're going to talk about our specific call stories, right, Jen? We are. We're going to take some time to talk about the different ways that we have felt called by God, whether into ministry or into other areas of our lives. And we want to give you some tools for how you, too, can discern your own call. What does your deep knowing mm-hmm. look like? What does your deep listening look like? Um, and then we're going to get a little bit snarky and talk about unpopular Valentine's Day opinions. I've been having a very snarky day today, so I'm really excited oh, to get into this. There you go. Yeah, there it's going to be fun. Just, you know, a few hours of staff meeting and Jen's right it on Leash on Valentine's Day. I really am. Like, Let's go. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. We will be right back. Hey there, loved ones. This is Jen joining you for a short break where we talk about all that is going on here at South Church. First, there are two really cool things happening this Sunday. One, we are returning to in-sanctuary worship. We have been worshiping online since the beginning of January, and now we are coming back together in the sanctuary. So I am so excited that we can be together in this way starting this weekend. So feel free to join us. Consider yourself warmly welcomed, whether you are going to be worshiping in person or online. Following worship, we'll be having our second newcomers gathering. If you are new or feel new, I want to invite you to come and get connected to meet some new people and just get to know a bit about South Church and what it means to be a member here. If you have questions, you can shoot me an email at jen, J-E-N-N, at southchurch.com. There is one other thing I want to let you know about, which is our women's retreat, Still Waters Into Mercy. We'll be meeting on March 12th from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., so join us remotely or in person, and we'll be focusing on finding stability in our lives, releasing challenges, and leaning into joy. Come join us. We're really excited. It'll be a really, really fun time. Actually, I have a few more things. I keep looking at our buzz for these announcements and realizing, oh, there's way more happening here than just in the very beginning of our buzz. So we got to keep scrolling. So our monthly mission partner this month is the United Church of Christ Disaster Relief Fund. So this is a fund that supports areas that have been impacted by natural disasters for the long haul. They're in it until everything is back together, until real recovery has set in. So our work as a church this month is to support that fund and also to provide supplies that can be quickly dispatched to those areas. Tornadoes and hurricanes don't discriminate against Lowe's and Home Depot. And so we want to make sure that people have what they need to clean up to stay healthy in the interim while they're waiting for supplies to arrive. So in addition to donating to the fund, we'll also be developing emergency relief buckets that our youth groups will put together. If you want more information about that or want to get involved, I want to invite you to go to southchurch.com slash monthly mission partner and you can get more information there. Lastly, in Over the course of Lent, we will have so many really exciting opportunities, like a creative writing workshop held on Thursday nights, a middle school retreat, our high school mission trip is in April, and we'll be having a Reconnect Bible study that'll happen on Wednesday nights. 
So I want you to keep an eye out in the buzz, keep looking for all of the cool and exciting things we'll be doing together, and don't be afraid to reach out and get engaged. We really want to be in touch with you and just make sure we're meeting your needs. So if you have anything you need, whether it's a prayer or a question or anything in between, just feel free to send me an email and let's get connected. All right, loved ones, it's time to go back to our show. Welcome back, beloved. Thanks for joining us for that break. And now we're back to talk about deep knowing and heeding our call from God. Often we think about God's call like a cloud clearing, earth shattering moment. And sometimes that's true, but not always. I think I thought we'd take a moment and reflect on how we felt called to ministry and how others might discern their own calls from God. Mm. So Dana, what's your call to ministry been like? Oh my gosh, Jen, it was so long ago because I'm old. I'm like, that just feels <laughs> well, how like How are you being called ago. now, if that feels helpful? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about how I'm looking forward to sabbatical as an opportunity, right? Yeah. To revisit that again and say, what is my call mm. as a 40-year-old person who's been ordained 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. Because like my call story, which I can definitely share, you know, and has been the one I've shared for so long. I'm like, oh, is that even me anymore like it is me right but it's like a past me it's not necessarily what it looks like to be called today into Mm -hmm. this work and the church has changed like holy smokes like 15 years the church is like it looks so different Mm -hmm. um you know in in our world today and what it looks like to be a minister looks different than it did when i first began my you know professional work as a as a in ministry so Mm -hmm. um I am thinking about that. And I, you know, I we could probably do a whole podcast on this, but I'm looking forward to sabbatical as the opportunity to step back because I feel like there's so much that comes through rest and yes. pers- like the perspective gained. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about how when I went to Israel, gosh, that was, I don't even know, 2017, um, 2016, I, don't, I really don't know. I'm bad with the years. Anyway, <laughs> leading a trip, I was thinking walking, and this is totally vulnerable, but I was walking on the beach in Tel Aviv, like by myself, quiet. And I was, I really thought to myself like, oh my God, Dana, you wanted to have two kids. Like, you, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I realized like there hadn't even been the space in my life to yeah. think about that. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like that. Like that's something you need to make room for, and yeah. you know. And so I was just thinking about, wow, what will sabbatical bring with that stepping back? And it's not going to bring anything like revolutionary or like you know. You know what I mean? I'm I mean, not being dismissive, but I'm not. But I am thinking about like, yeah, what that sense of renewal that often can only be gained. Like mm-hmm. again, knowing what a privilege it is to have sabbatical, right? Yes. Yeah. But. People can gain that with, let me take a mental health day from work, mm-hmm. right? And and shake up my routine and spend the day at Rolling Ridge Retreat Center in North yeah. Andover. Or like spend the day in the woods, spend the day at the beach. So, like do something mm-hmm. in order to see life anew. Like, which often, it doesn't mean thinking too hard about it. It means like just stepping out of it. Yeah. Long enough to... Just see what comes, mm-hmm. like what comes into that space, right? It's not like 
I think we often think about getting a, a call or a sense of knowing as like, let me think really hard about it or right. let me pray about it. And then like, God's just going to like burn the bush next to me. Yeah, the light it, will come, come down, down. The angels will sing. The right. gods will clear. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I mean, I'm, I know these things and I'm guilty of doing that. Like, OK, like, God, I'm, I'm going to need you to provide me with something in the next hour. Like, yeah. no, you know, like. <laughs> I feel that so deeply, Dana. Right? Or I'll often, Jen, keep reading. Like, that's my go-to. I'm like, if I just, the next book will have my answer. Right? Like, or the next article or the next, like, whatever, you know, a Facebook post. Like, I'll just keep reading. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, step back, step away. Step, Mm -hmm. like, into your body, into your knowing. Yeah. Then what comes. Um, So, yeah. Like, for me... I think calling for me right now at this phase of life is through like embodiment, Mm -hmm. through rest, um, through time away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I'm so struck by the ways that good boundaries allowed for good, allow for good call. Right. That like, yes, that cause it's, you can't, it's so hard to hear when everything is so noisy. Right. When things are like so swirly, it's really Mm -hmm. hard to know like what is, what is the voice of like truth and wisdom and love? And what is the voice of scarcity and mm-hmm. the voice of um, like survival? Because right. I think so often when we are looking for like, God, what am I supposed to do next? We all, we want to like do the next thing that is in line with like our current living situation, if that's mm-hmm. what we want to maintain. And um, it's in line with like who we think we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And the, we get the supposed to be from like that rat race and that constant movement. Yes. And what you're offering here is such a beautiful and different way of interpreting that and saying like actually like the way to know my next right step is to set a boundary and be like I am more than mm-hmm. my life is more than my schedule, my like yeah. my whatever it is. Right. right? Um yeah, I think that's so powerful. Mm. How about you, Jen? What does your sense of call look like, and how has that come to be something that you've lived into? Mm. So it's interesting because I just finished this discernment process with I the know. UCC where I was constantly talking about my call, and it was kind of difficult because I had to always talk about my call as I had written it in my paper two years ago, <laughs> but it's changed over time, right? Yeah. And, um, it's 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 interesting because I think part of my call now is what you said about embodiment feels really real for me mm-hmm. like this constant checking in of you know where is everything in alignment mm-hmm. right alignment feels like the word of my year right now of like okay I if I say this out loud if I say it to myself does it where does it land in my body yeah. right does it feel like it's like living in a kidney when I need to live when I need to live in my spine. I know that sounds like really weird, but right. like, is it living somewhere that's not like in a line with my spine and my rootedness, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's like that's one piece, right? Knowing where things land in my body, and then also um, imagining like five years into it, mm-hmm. am I going to be a person of joy and like restoration and hope, or am I going to be resentful, right, or somewhere in between, mm-hmm. right? Knowing that like it's not one or the other; it's right. often like a mix of things, mm-hmm. and knowing like is this in line with my integrity. Because right. I do think that God gives us our integrity because we're integrity is really living into who God has made us that's to right. be. Right. And so if it feels like it's out of that alignment, then that's not for me. Yeah. Right? And so often we know who we are by who we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, knowing what I'm not called to is just as important as what I'm called to. Mm. Um, and then like for the call to ministry, I feel like it just was part of it is looking back and knowing who I've been. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. And 
for the paper that I wrote for for my ordination, it was really based around, um, you know, these are the moments God has shown up in my life. And it's been this consistent message of like, go and go and do this, go and do this, go and do this, go and do like constant. Um, and that, that still is coming up. Right. And recently it's been this moment of like, oh yeah, this is why we do this. Mm. These like little, like little moments of like, oh yeah, that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. That's why we're doing this. Um, often it's in like a moment of like conversation with someone where I'm like, wow, this is like the holiest, best work we could, I can't even imagine, That's right. you know, um, it's, yeah, it's so holy and beautiful. So, yeah. Mm. And it's interesting because being in South, I'm talking so much, I'm sorry, but like being at South Church for so long, it's been helpful because it's, um, I don't feel like I'm new in some, I don't feel new That's to right. ministry, right? right? In a way that I think I might have if I had like been going from different places and like newly ordained in a new church. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been helpful. Yeah, I think of how your rootedness has bred such deep relationships with people mm-hmm. that you've been able to do transformative work and then also be able to reflect on those moments and found that like that is renewing in of itself like mm. oh there's my call like look at those moments that yeah. I've been able to you know really had the privilege to be in people's lives in significant yes. ways right you yeah. know um, I, I often think boy that is people often think of ministry as like they see us in these very public arenas mm-hmm. you know preaching a sermon giving a prayer in town doing mm-hmm. a podcast right like these yeah. are all like very public things I'd say like for us, so much of the privilege of our work comes from like moments of crisis, moments of vulnerability where we get invited in when no one else does. Yes. You know, like where people open the door to us and they're in their bathrobe and they're like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through the day kind of moments and you know, and we can walk into that space. It's very holy ground that, you know, feel very grateful for that. It is the most sacred, beautiful work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's probably one of my favorite things. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we come with like no special words, right? Like no, people yeah. often think like, oh, what do we bring? Like we've got this bag of tricks. Yeah, we bring I have with like us. a bag of books that I bring with me every time I go somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> Right, right, right. It's really, I mean, what they say, it's a ministry of presence, you it know? It is, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, just be and being willing to like go deep with people and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is the hard stuff of life, um, right. and you know we're not going to ignore it, but you're not going to be alone in it either. That's right. And yeah, and and teaching people how to do that, I think, is really powerful too, right? Like, get like letting people know that it's okay to go deep into these hard mm-hmm. times and these hard spaces, and and that's fine. You know, we don't that's need to right. be afraid of it. It's it's so powerful. Um, so Dana, how do you think? people just not normally but like that's not the right word but throughout our lives can be discerning Mm -hmm. our call I think a lot of what we said pertains yes to our calls to ministry but also to our calls to like Mm -hmm. parenthood to friendship to you know justice in the world like the ministry of presence the um, deep knowing the being in your body I think those things are true for Mm -hmm. other people as well I wonder if there are other aspects you've seen work or things that you know um, that people might want to try yeah, I love that question. Um, I Yeah, I recently wrote a little bit, and people will see this as part of um, what I'm offering in the congregation with sabbatical, mm-hmm. but, you know, really doing some joy finding yeah. in your life, right? Yep. Like tracking, recording, noticing where you come alive, mm. right? Or you have a sense of contentment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we often think we know what those are, but, uh, it yeah, we just challenge you to, to like 
to reflect at the end of the day. You mm-hmm. know, where did you feel most alive? Where did you feel joy? Was it in a conversation? Was it alone? Where was it? What did the place look like? What were you doing? Who were you with? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and just recording that. And then, yeah. then look back on it. Um, look back on a week and see if there's patterns in that. Oh, I love that. And what a beautiful way to track your week. Mm-hmm. You know, like what a beautiful way to like practice mindfulness. Um, oh, I love that so much. And it comes back to what we we're talking about, I think maybe two weeks ago about like abandoning yourself to joy. Right. You right. Know? Letting that letting letting the joy just like take you with it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm even thinking about my own sense of call and, you know, and how it came with so many doubts and so much insecurity when I was in my 20s and how I had a spiritual director who said, you know, it was like he was doing that work for me. He was like, mm-hmm. here's what I've heard you talk about where you felt most alive in these three incidences over the past two months. And I was like, oh, you're wow. I I remember telling you those stories, but I didn't link them together. Yeah. And and, you know, and so that can be really powerful. Like if you're not a writer, tell tell somebody else, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and just having somebody reflect those back to you. You might learn something yeah. about, you know, what you feel called to do and not necessarily with like your paid professional time, but like with some of your time, you know, yeah. um, to bring some more purpose and meaning into your life. Yes. Yeah. How, what would you say, Jen? I I actually don't know that I would add anything more because I feel I'm still sitting with like the reflecting on your joy and sh- and sharing those experiences with someone, mm-hmm. right? The, that that feels really vital, right? Recognizing where the joy has been and then letting someone else see it in you, right? Because um, so often I think we get bogged down in our lives that we miss those like windows of joy mm-hmm. that are already present, but that only other people are seeing in us and we're not seeing in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love that so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so this is, I, I'll just pivot really quick to kind of reflect back on what you were talking about as far as knowing and alignment. Mm. And there's a good book out that, well, I shouldn't even say that, but I, th- I think it is good. It's sitting on my <laughs> book stand. <laughs> my nightstand your leading tower of books yeah 100% oh my god Jen the tower of books is so significant I think like if they're just nearby like by osmosis I'm gaining something it's like when you study by putting the like fact sheet under your pillow and then you sleep on it yeah we use that with our music for band yeah put it under the pillow and you memorize it I I love it it's not true but beautiful oh my gosh yes so I've just gotten the book called The Path of Integrity by Martha Beck And so she talks about um, what it looks like to live in alignment, living Mm -hmm. from our senses, living from our sense of knowing. And she talks about how she went one year without telling a lie, like refused to lie to herself or anyone else. And Mm. it completely changed her life at 29 years old. Wow. Yeah. She stopped lying to herself and it was just so or to anyone else like even little things like how are you today and just so like telling the truth telling the truth like showing because integrity is about like our insides matching our outsides like what does that look like right so really really interesting that that is so powerful Mm. that is so powerful I I'm really taken with like how often we lie to ourselves yeah yeah that's right Mm -hmm. oh man so should we talk about Valentine's Day? Speaking yeah, let's of lying go. to ourselves like, <laughs> like let's I go on Valentine's this. Day. Meanwhile, they're like, I hate Valentine's Day. This 
you know, commercialized nonsense. <laughs> All right. I actually don't, no, don't, don't know that I actually think that. So let's go there. So loved yeah. ones, we couldn't end without digging into some unpopular opinions mm-hmm. about Valentine's Day. This actually connects pretty well to our overall episode in ways we didn't know until just this second. That's right. Um, and because uh, we often think about the season of love as being all hearts and flowers and romance, but love isn't always pretty and sweet sometimes, but it's still love all the same. And so we thought we'd share our salty and popular opinions about mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. So, Dana, what is a like unpopular Valentine's Day opinion you have? That I, I do not care at all. <laughs> About, like, the romantic side of Valentine's Day. Like, yeah. just get rid of that, and I will lean into, like, Galentine's Day any day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, yep. Galentine's be, like, your gals, like, your, your yeah, yeah. you know. Gal pal day. You, exactly. I just love it, you know? And so there is so much for me. I know it's commercialized and ridiculous, but I don't, like, I feel no pressure for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was actually mad that Sean bought me flowers. I'm Aww. like, why would you do that? They're so expensive right now. Get me flowers, like, two weeks from now. I don't care, you know? <laughs> Truly. Dana. Oh I know. God. And Sean was like, wow, I tried to do a nice thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, impossible. Like, it's like, oh. Um, because I just, I love the... Like, I love my kids coming home with all these little cards. Like, yeah. there's something so cute about that. And just texting friends being like, oh, I love you. Just wanted you to know. Yeah. Like, you know, so grateful for who you are. So I just kind of take these holidays and I'm like, I'm going to make it what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. Just what about it for me um, is a way to recognize love in all its forms. And especially mm. in how we are loved by God. So. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful answer. I oh, I love that. I love that. That that feels like a very soon to be popular opinion. Um, That's so, true. It's yeah. true. Yes. Yeah. All I right. So that. Jen, tell me your like salty Valentine's Day thoughts. So my salty Valentine's Day thought is that I actually like kind of like it. I think it's sweet. Um, I think that like I. So what I don't like about this season is that everyone's like, you shouldn't have to tell some use a day to tell someone you love them. Yes. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Like, you know what? Some of us have ADD and need a little bit of prompting. Right. So, you know, that's, you know, like, be nice to the neurodivergent among us. Um, and so... I, I think, do think that, right? Yeah. Like, what's so wrong with having a day where we're like, all right, we're just going to tell people we love them. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with a little prompting. Yeah. Right? The same thing as, like, setting a Google Calendar alert. Same thing. Same right. thing. They're just, like, a co- there are a couple companies that make a lot of money off those Google <laughs> Calendar alerts. But you know what? Like, or Hallmark cards. Or yes. Hallmark cards. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I feel, like, totally fine about that. I like that we share our love with one another. I think that there's, like, an opportunity to, um, to like, practice some self-love. Mm-hmm. We actually, for confirmation in the last few years, um, we didn't do it this year, but previously, we've had, like, self-love Sunday where, like, they have to, like, learn how to, like, talk about how do you love yourself? How do you care Aww, for the heart that lives that. in you? How do you care for your body? Like, all those kinds of things. Um, and we didn't do it this year, but we'll bring it back for something else, I guess. But um, it's, such it's like, that. such a fun opportunity to do some of those things. And I just think, like, you know, there, the world is not very sweet. Like, there's a lot. Right, I mean, right. I think creation is sweet. I think people can be sweet. But I think, like, the systems we live in are not sweet. And, like, mm-hmm. the, the rhythms are not sweet. And so a day when we're, like, really honing in on the sweetness, like, I want it. I want all the things. I want the Hallmark movies. I want the Lifetime movies. I want a, I want a sappy playlist. Right. Um, I love it. I just, I like, Ryan and I, every year, we just, like, we just, like, buy candy unwrapped. We leave it on the kitchen table. Yes. We write a card. 
End of story. Right. Happy Valentine's Day. Love you so much. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's all you need. I know. I think, like, keeping it simple is really the way to go. Yeah. So these are not really unpopular opinions we have about Valentine's Day, but they feel better. So I think that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. So, Jen, how do you feel about the heart-shaped chocolate box? Like, with the kind of mystery chocolates inside. Like, do you like that? Or would you rather be like, just give me a uh, like a heart-shaped Reese's peanut butter cup where I like know what I'm getting? Okay, I have big feelings about this. So the heart-shaped box yes. has chocolates in there that are disgusting. <laughs> and you don't know what you're, it's- You mean it's, you don't love like a milk chocolate with orange cream in it? Like that's not what you- <laughs> The face be, I'm giving Dana right now is like a mm-mm, it, no, absolutely not. I have no time for it. Also, they the key to know what chocolate is in the little holders is under the chocolate. So you've got to lift up this flimsy. I don't know why I'm like getting upset about this, but you have to like lift up this flimsy plastic thing, move everything over. There's like flecks of chocolate everywhere, and then you have to read it and line it up with the. It's so dumb. Yeah. Just so Ryan. Yeah, like last a little night, map, right, to figure yeah, out yeah. which ones you actually want and don't want. Yes. Ryan came home last night with a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. And said, I love you so much, and I was like, and you know what? I know you love me because you also know me that right? this is like the, exactly the right thing to do oh my um, gosh yeah that genius yeah Way there are run. some that are good like a church member dropped by a heart cha- a heart chocolate box for everyone yesterday that was so perfect because it was like three chocolates you knew what you were getting and they were all good so like hallelujah yes. church member very yes. good job yeah i know so sweet and i, I love incredibly that kind all right yeah. dana what what about you how i now that i've totally you know trashed the heart-shaped <laughs> boxes do you like them do you not like them I know this is a great question. So I'm just getting snobbier with chocolate as I age. <laughs> Russell Stover, who's yeah, I was like, oh god, please, I roll. I'm like, how about like the little boutique chocolate shop in North Andover? Like, yeah, I, I'm much more interested in like what what some local candy. Sh- we actually have amazing local candy shops, yeah. like an insane amount of yes. local candy shops. It's around, shocking, right? It's shocking. I think there's like three local ones in North Andover, one in downtown Andover, probably more that I don't even know about. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's definitely my preference where, yeah, when you've got children, they just go to CVS and buy what's on the shelf, which is fine. That's okay, too. I will eat that, too. Yeah. I will definitely eat that as well. Zero problems with that. Zero percent mad about it. That's right. Have you been to Putnam Pantry on Route 1? No. Okay, this I is don't so even know about it. Okay. Oh, gosh. So my, my godmother used to take my sister and I there like all the time for birthdays and things like that okay. when we were younger. It's an ice cream bar and a candy shop oh, with like homemade chocolates, mind. like yes. like homemade cookies and all like a like it's ridiculous. So you should take the kids. It's super fun. Oh, um, I love it's that. like I, I don't know about allergies. I know they have some things that are probably allergy friendly, but sure. I would check. But it's a lovely, lovely place to go. So oh. and it's all very like old timey in there. Like very like right. old time like soda shop kind of vibes. Yes. So yeah. I love that. Lots of birthday parties. All the North Shore kids had birthday parties there when we were younger. Of course. Oh my God. <laughs> I would have loved that as a kid, of course. Oh yeah. Just get lost in the candy shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, loved ones, we'd love to hear about your Valentine's Day woes or joys or mm-hmm. a little bit of each. And so, yeah, reach out. Let us know. Um, Dana, do you want to close us in prayer? Yeah. Let's Let's do that. Good and loving God, help us to tap into our sense of knowing so that we might fully see you 
and know how cherished we are by you, O God, and that we might follow your sense of call, your gift to us in the ways that you are inviting us to walk with you and to live into a life of purpose and meaning. Be with us, O God, this day and every day. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Dana. Oh, thanks, Jen. Blessings, everyone. Have a great week. Make good choices. And we'll see you next time. Yes. Bye.